Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I want to know who sits on the reception desk. I'm just putting a funny answer to a stupid question. Hello, you're listening to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. This is Bob Shoy, and with me as always is Adam Tiss. Hello. And Luke Beef. Hello, this is Luke Beef. <laughs> I don't think I've ever called you Luke Beef. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Listeners might think that's your real name, you know. Well, I'll take it. I've been called worse. Yeah, so there we go, it's, it's Bob Beef and Tiss, and this time it's uh, a bit of a different episode, we don't do these very often, uh, we do, we're doing things a little bit differently today, <laughs> it's the last episode of the run, um, and it's sort of like coming up in the week between Christmas and New Year, it's like a little mini episode uh, to wrap this up, and what we're doing is we're going to go through some listeners' responses, because uh, we had quite a few, especially relating to the Hell episode, because we mm. had a lot of discussion on that. That was Beef's episode uh, from last series. But also just from the whole sort of stuff we've been talking about the last couple of runs with the soul and the ego and all that stuff. It feels like we've had a bit of a theme. So it's a lot of, sort of a little bit of a capper on that stuff before we move on to some new stuff in, um, in the next run. Um, so I guess we'll we'll treat it a bit like a ghost stories episodes where I will just send you guys emails and we can take turns reading them. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, so I'm going to get beef to start. I'm just going to pick these at random and send them to you at random. And uh, what I'll do is I'll send you... I haven't actually read these myself yet, so we might have to sort of like edit them as we go. But beef, I'm just going to put these in the uh, Skype chat, by the way. Okay. Okay, this is fine. So this is um okay, so just read this out then basically, yeah? Yeah, basically take breaks if you want at any time. Some of these are fairly long. Uh, I haven't sure. gone through these myself yet. I've just anytime there was one of these sort of responses, I've just put them in a folder for us to go through here. And then um do you want me to just then reflect on this at the end? Yeah, we just, I guess yeah. we'll all talk about them after each one. Yeah, fair enough. Cool. Or if you want to stop partway through to talk about something that's come up or whatever, I guess we'll just wing it. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Okay, so this is from Rebecca. 
let's start that again. <laughs> Good start. <laughs> start this again. <laughs> this is <laughs> he's not going to cut it. First this, word. This is from <laughs> Rebecca Frey. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Rebecca. Um, I just fish, just finished listening to the Hell Weird Tales episode, and I figured I would write in and give you my understanding of Hell. I'm of the camp that includes eternal life for all people. God's people will live a life of eternal joy in heaven, and everyone else eternal suffering and separation from God. It has taken me long years as a Christian to come to this conclusion. I guess for me, I just can't see it any other way when I read the Bible. See, God is a perfect and loving God. He created people in his image and gave them only one rule. Um, The rule was a way for these perfect people with free will to show their love for God by obeying him. Alas, they were tempted by Satan and fell into sin. Since then, only one man was born perfect, and that one man is Jesus Christ. Because he was God, born of a woman, he is both man and God. The Father sent Jesus because he still loves mankind, although we are all sinful and wishes to provide us a way out, a way to be righteous before a perfect God. So out of love for us, he sent his son. Jesus came to earth, lived a perfect life, and then bore the sins of every man, woman and child when he was crucified, died and buried. He then rose from the dead because although he bore our sins, he committed none and was found innocent. Therefore, death could not hold him. Now comes the part about hell. All that other stuff lays the groundwork as to why hell is just. God made one way for man to be saved, a most precious path to freedom from sin, eternal death, and the devil. He gave us his only son, who is actually God, to pay for our sins. Now, the only sin that damns to hell is the rejection of that path. If you know these things, but still insist on not believing or following the only path available for salvation, you cannot be with God. In our church, we talk about hell being separation from God. We don't know what hell will look like in eternity, but for myself, separation from God, whether in the torment or flames or demons or in nothingness or however it manifests, would be truest hell. Uh, yeah, so thank you, mm. Rebecca Frey, for all of that. Lots to chew on there. Mm. Sounds so harsh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to recall exactly what I said. I think I, I think I kind of. Um, well, I think we were just on that episode. We were all trying to sort of, we were sort of throwing ideas around as to like yeah. what hell, the idea of hell would be for us personally, mm. and then spiritually what it would be, and then also the concepts that different people who believe in in the afterlife and stuff, what the different mm. concepts of those are. And so I guess a lot of these are just listeners giving their interpretation of what we said or what those ideas were. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So that basically is like the whole idea of a separation from your God itself mm. is hell. So it's almost like being completely cut off from the one you love if you didn't do things right by them. Yeah. Yeah. So this is probably where Rebecca and I would would differ. Um, I think... The um, so she says quite early on that uh, God's people will live a life of eternal joy in heaven and everyone else eternal suffering and separation from God. Um, so yeah, I think for me, the the simplest, the the thing I can't get my head around with it, with this idea of eternal suffering 
or eternal conscious torment, as it's commonly called, is this idea that I wouldn't be able to stop thinking about it. If I was in heaven, I... So then you wouldn't be able to enjoy? No. If I knew that such a place existed... Um, and to me, that's not that's not just if 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 it's to me that's not what a a, a just that's not a like a just um, end to something that's that someone's done. So say for example, you just go about your life. You're a relatively nice person. You do good things. You might give to charity, and your only thing that stops you getting into heaven is that you don't you don't believe in God. So therefore, you then have to send eternity in eternal, conscious, horrible torment. To me, that just doesn't seem right. Thing is, though, later in that email, it seemed because at first I was like, "Oh, so it is like torture," but then it almost seems like she's implying that it would be like separation from God itself is the torture. Yeah, she doesn't say. Yes, she does. Yeah, we do need to. I, I will clear that. Up. She does say that. She does say that. Um, and yeah, so she just says at the end, whether in the torment of flames ah. or in nothingness. So right, okay. I wonder whether Rebecca has... And it is, I mean, let's be honest, we, we spent nearly two hours talking about it. It's a huge thing to con- contemplate. I think that's why there were so many responses for it, because it is so... There's so many different ways of coming at it. And mm. see, even for me, who I don't have a faith... Um, it's still very interesting concept. Um, and I'm very interested in other people's beliefs and stuff because I've said it a million times, I don't I don't know the answer. I don't know what I think is right and what I'm not so steadfast in my belief that I think it's the only way. It's what I personally believe. But I'm also really interested in what other people believe. Um mm. so for me, I'm when you're reading the email, I was like, Oh, this is harsh. Basically saying I'm going to hell because I'm not a believer. <laughs> Uh, but then I was like, well, I'm going to say, if I don't believe, do I get, do I give a shit that I'm going to hell? And then if the, if the punishment is like separation from God is, it's like, well, that's not I hell because you don't believe him anyway. anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but then if it is damnation and nothingness, then, but then I think it's nothingness anyway. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but do you remember that? That was, around in circles. that was one of the theories that I mentioned in, in the hell episode was, mm. was that for you, the idea of hell if you've not if you've not been a christian your whole life or not had a faith your whole life to then spend eternity with a god that you've not spent your life following would be hell or just at least like just not it wouldn't have it wouldn't carry any meaning to you so why yeah why make some someone do something that they've not been spending their time doing anyway um but the interesting this is why this topic's so interesting is we don't know so Rebecca mm. could be right, um, you know, just because I don't think it's just that people get sent for that kind of torment when they may generally just be a nice person, they just don't believe in God, to me seems a little bit unjust, and I don't understand why God would do that, doesn't mean I'm right. It could just mm. be that he does deem that to be just, and that is your just desserts for not believing in him. Mm. That's why this subject is so interesting, because we don't we don't know, none of us know. Uh, what's beyond the grave. Okay, so let's go through some... Uh, Tiss, do you want to go next or do you want me to go next? You go next. I'll go next. Right, let me pull one up then. So let's see what I've got here. This is from uh, Alicia Kemp. So she says, uh, Do you need God to have heaven and hell? Weirdly, every close family member who has died comes back to me in dreams. 
So uh, we talk about dreams a lot, especially Tiss has gone into this subject quite a lot, so that's interesting. Uh, they live in a house in a forest. I find them all in the bedroom to the very left of the property, and my nana steward always lets me in. I don't have a choice. She tells me I'm the only one who can enter the house without living there. My dad died just before Christmas last year. He was an atheist. Before he died, I dreamed he was going to sail across the ocean to a beautiful island. He took longer to visit me in my dreams and doesn't live in the same house as my grandparents, my son who died when he was six, and other dead people I know. In my dreams, he visits my parents' house. He appears to prefer to travel. There is never a God in my dreams. I have never felt the need to have one. For me, God equals humanity and our collective unconscious. Uh, because us humans don't like things beyond our understanding, we give our energy, brackets, our souls, question mark, a human face and human fallibility. Surely hell will, would be the place where God would put his crappy craft projects, which didn't work as well as he thought, and the rest <laughs> of us could, <laughs> and the rest of us tend to have a cupboard. I prefer to believe that we all have some sort of afterlife. For me, it's like the joy of a rain shower after a very hot day, the smell of kitten's fur, and the taste of cherries. It's just an energy, and some people's energies shine brighter than that of other people. You have to understand beauty to be able to enjoy it fully, which is why Trump, who values everything in terms of its financial worth, won't get to fully understand the experience, while Hitler, as an artist, will understand the beauty without being able to fully join in. So, some <laughs> really interesting ideas thrown around again. Like th these emails are so interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's an interesting idea that you could believe in heaven and hell, but not in God. Um, it it sort of feels like the two have to be hand in hand. But but this is like what I was saying on the episode where God, the idea of God, which in this email is in quotations, doesn't necessarily have to be the Christian being. It can mm. just be what we think it is. So to me, that almost doesn't seem that dissimilar from what I was saying of like a human consciousness could even be our own God. Like the idea of humanity can be God to people um, or the collective consciousness, the satellite consciousness that Tiss talks about, that could be God. It's a higher being than our single self. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, so what you yes, yeah, so you're saying that God is a higher being. Yeah, I guess, but then it's uh, it's what what that means can be so varied. Yeah, because that's what I would say I believe. Yeah, exactly. But just not like a big white dude with a grey beard with like a dress. <laughs> like not like the god from the Simpsons. Right. Not that god. I don't, but I don't know what I would, if you were to say, draw me a picture of God, I guess that's what I would draw. But just because if we were playing Pictionary, that would be the way I would get you to guess yeah. what I was drawing. It's like we said about what artists have rendered things as, is in, it sort of ruins our own imagination of what they can be, because we think yeah. of the classic depictions. Like Dante's Inferno. It's yes. like uh, King Herod with that pointy hat. <laughs> <laughs> Was not expecting that to come back on this episode. <laughs> Bashing the bishop. But exactly, it's you think of King Herod, you see that hat from that book you had when you were a kid. Oh, jeez. Yeah. That yeah, that's so interesting. It's and and I'm just I'm so 
pleased that it ignited people's thought processes and maybe just gave a bit of because it's it's interesting to talk about this kind of stuff and it's it's you know like we said before you know death is a taboo subject so we don't like talking about it because we mm. don't understand it and we're probably all a little bit scared of it or we have been scared of it or it's it's uncertain it's the unknown and we don't like that because it's uncomfortable and so death and the afterlife weighs on our minds whether we want to talk about it or not so that's uh, really interesting i'm really pleased that it sparked people's um you know and that people are sharing it that's really interesting and the way that she talked about uh death in her family i mean that mm. can be, even be interpreted multiple ways she said that um the, the family members who have died she sees them in her dreams mm. now is that a construct of her imagination and her dream brain um yeah compartmentalizing off family members who she misses into this dream world and because she knows that her dad had different beliefs to other family members he is separate from them it's like her brain compartmentalizing things or is that like she's having some sort of dream vision or contact with the dead like who you know that it's just different mm. concepts you can take with the same ideas yeah absolutely and again it's like i said with rebecca's response like all of this could be true Mm. Um, we just don't know. So yeah, that was a really interesting one. Uh, thanks, Alicia. Mm. Yeah, thank you. So thank you, Tiss. I'm going to send you one now. Sweet. And this is why I really wanted to do this episode because I haven't actually read any or many of these in full. I've just sort of scanned over them, thinking, "Oh, there's a lot of these. I want to do something with them because I want to put these ideas out there because they are so interesting." Okay, this one's from Andrea Ward. Uh, I am a Christian by never really investigated my thoughts about hell of course i wasn't too excited about heaven until recently i haven't ever read any theology about it so my thoughts come from my own interpretation of what i have read and heard with that long rambly qualifier out of the way i think hell is the absence of god i believe god is love and light and goodness hell is the absence of that people who want to hang out with god make it to heaven People who don't want to hang out with God don't go to heaven. If they don't go to heaven, they do go to hell. I don't know what the everyday would look like, though. And I can't say that I really thought about the kind of existence people in hell would have. But the idea of conditional immortality is interesting. Mm. So that is... Um, again, it's that that comes back to that first email that you read, Beef, about the idea of hell is that there is no god but then if you don't mm. believe in god then you wouldn't really that wouldn't bother you it's almost like everyone's a winner <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah conditional mortality does does that it's yeah so that's really uh it's really interesting that she i i guess i guess we probably like as as i was listening to tears i was like nodding my head all the <laughs> way through just um yeah i don't have it figured all out um but it seems to me like the most just thing would be that like if you don't believe in an afterlife, then you're not going to be that bothered if there is one, right? No, exactly. So so then mate, if you just, if God was like, okay, so would you rather you just don't exist anymore? Like your soul is just gone. You probably, I don't know. This is why I asked you on the pod. I don't know if, if people's beliefs are people's preferences though. Mm. Like you say, if people don't believe in reincarnation, they won't be bothered. But they could be. 
like Bob probably doesn't believe in it, but I I think that you would be definitely a, like interested in deciding in what happens next if you if it did. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, I guess so. But then I said that like if you, what you never add, you never miss. Whatever that sort of thing. Like if I if I just die and doesn't didn't know that was an option, would it really bother me? Because I would never have known. Yeah. Mm. I don't know if that's how death works, though. Go on, then. How does death work? Uh, t- well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it does work like that, though, for sure. <laughs> it sounds a bit like, you know, like... Too easy. Well, it's just hard to separate who thinks what from what. And as they go into the afterlife, sort of sifting through the ones that believed and didn't. I mean... You know what's difficult though? If you die and get to these massive gates. Yeah. And who knows which religion these gates belong to? It's one of the major religions. Okay. Um and they say, Did you do all the stuff that was relevant to our religion? And they look you up your records. And they go, No, you didn't. You followed the wrong one or you didn't follow any of them. Yeah. Down you go. Is that not a bit unfair? You'd be like, Look, I didn't know. Everyone was telling me different stuff. Because of where I was born in the world, I you know, I was a Sikh because my family was and a lot of people around me were and it just seemed like it made sense to me. So I followed all those beliefs and I did everything good. But now you're telling me that the actual real one is your Christianity and because I didn't do that stuff right, I'm I'm now doomed. That doesn't seem fair. Everyone was telling me different stuff. So it doesn't... It feels... a That's the stuff that I find really hard to get my head around. Like... Everyone thinks they're doing the right thing based on what they believe. No one's trying to be bad unless they just are trying to be bad. But that's a small mm. small minority. Yeah. Yeah, that's I think that's that's what I was saying earlier. Like it doesn't seem just to me. You know, all through the Bible the thread is that God is just and God is love. So if he is just, that isn't that doesn't seem just to me. So he would be potentially like, okay, you studied this faith. Um, that was actually the wrong one. But I can see that you tried really hard and you followed that, so you're allowed in anyway because you did really good. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it depends <laughs> on whichever faith. But then ev- everybody who followed the path would be just like, hey, why is he being let in? Yeah, I could just be like, look, I followed the path of I didn't believe in anything and I did it really well. <laughs> <laughs> so I read, um, I'm, I think I said this on, on the pub before, but I'll say it. Again, because I think it's important to mention now, I've read a, I read a really good book by uh, Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, who sadly passed away like a couple of weeks ago. Hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, Rabbi, really, really interesting man, uh, really good teacher. Uh, and I read a good book of his called Not in God's Name, and he talks a little bit about um a little bit about extremism but also talks about the the similarities between the major faiths and there's a book there's a chapter in his book called sibling rivalry and he looks at how uh jews christians muslims all worship the same god they just have a different idea of who that that god is um and a slightly different idea of god's character and his nature mm. um so yeah, if I was in heaven as a Christian and then a Muslim walks through the door, the door, heaven's door, um, yeah, I'm probably going to think, fair enough. But if you ticked the I'm a Jedi box on Facebook, 
Mm. Not not sure how I'd feel. But it's an interesting question, isn't it? It's you know this question of you wouldn't let the Jedi's come in. <laughs> I put Jedi <laughs> on my consensus form, actually. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. And I'm an upstanding citizen. I should be allowed into heaven. You're saying I shouldn't? That's the same as being a Scientologist, in my opinion. You're worshipping a fictional text. But I'm not. I'm just putting a funny answer to a stupid question. (laughs) (laughs) With that attitude, you're not getting anywhere. (laughs) With that attitude, they've got to let me in. Right, Beef, I'm going to send you another one. Okay. This is another longie. Okay. I'm giving Beef all the really long ones. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate it. It's just they're random, but <laughs> just, you're just getting the long ones. Randomly getting the longest ones. Oh, man, this is a longie. If you want to break it up, do. But Okay. So this is from Jeremy Greenwood. Uh, he says, my own view of hell is in accordance with C.S. Lewis, brackets, the great divorce, nicely illustrated in Jürgen, although that was James Branch, Cabell, of course. Jürgen cool. visits his, of course. <laughs> um, I'm familiar with C.S. Lewis. I've read Screwtape Letters. This isn't Jeremy, by the way. This is uh, me. Um, this is Beef. This is just Beef. This is Luke Beef. Uh, just Luke Beef uh, chiming in <laughs> with I've read screw tape letters, which is really interesting actually. Screw tape letters I'll come on to later, um, hmm. but I've not read The Great Divorce. Screw tape letters is like a fictional collection of letters which C.S. Lewis wrote as if he was like a like a lower demon writing letters to like a higher demon about the way Christians behave. It's really interesting. Hmm, interesting. Never heard of it. Yeah, I'd recommend it. It's, it's interesting to read just as a fictional um, thing. Uh, but anyway, back to Jeremy. Um, Jürgen visits his deceased dad, the hero Cough of the Rocks in Hell, who is in a pillar of fire stoked by poor, exhausted demons, constantly cursed, bullied, and derided by Cough to put their backs into it and build a fire hot enough to be worthy of his sins. Jürgen says, but dad, meaning to continue... We could always leave, but Koth interrupts, I always knew what you would amount to. Now look where it's got you. In other words, we make our own house and choose to stay there. Hmm. This, to me, inevitably leads to a view of the devil that is probably not in accordance with C.S. Lewis. Lucifer remains the brightest of the angels, doing God's work as our adversary in the sense of a sparring partner and tirelessly maintaining the upkeep of hell for our further edification. Thus, Lucifer is good, very good indeed, but certainly not for us to worship or mess with in any way, as he remains our adversary and plays his part with a divine and imperturbable efficiency. Sorry, my reading's terrible. I've given you the one with all the long words, Beef. Yeah, I know, right? Um, Another line of thought entirely makes me wonder if there ever has been a holy order devoted, in my view, in error, to tirelessly praying for the redemption of fallen angels. I finally offer a proof of God. The Boltzmann brain, or infinite monkey cage, if you like, is an argument that seems to be acceptable to science. By the same argument, I don't see... Is that the infinite amount of monkeys could type the works of Shakespeare? The Boltzmann brain is like... It's something that we 
very lightly looked at between episodes and potentially do want to do an episode on one day. But I think it's like the idea of like there is evidence of a consciousness within the universe. Right, okay. Which is referred to as the Boltzmann brain, like as a scientific thing. Oh, right, okay. But it's something that I would really like us to look into at some point, one of us to do an episode on. Mm. Okay. It's requested, being requested quite a few times by people. Oh, really? Mm. Okay. Uh, But Jeremy says, by the same argument, I don't see why God must not inevitably appear at some point, unimaginably distant point in eternity. Upon his appearance, by his very nature consubstantial co-eternal etc he must instantly manifest throughout the whole space-time continuum thus he is with us emmanuel yep that's that's right here and now and always has been don't worry these are just thoughts and probably not very original i'm not trying to start a new religion your podcast certainly gets me thinking anyway perhaps some of these thoughts are worthy of discussion that's, again, a lot to chew on there. That's a meaty one. That's very the meaty. The Boltzmann brain stuff, like I said, we won't really touch on now because none of us know anything about it other than like very cursory glances. Uh, but eventually mm. one day one of us will do that because it is an interesting topic. Um, but yeah, <laughs> where do I start with that one? Yeah, I, I, yeah, like I say, I'm not familiar with The Great Divorce. Um yeah, C.S. Lewis is kind of like a classic Christian, isn't he? He's mm-hmm. sort of someone that people would recognise that he's a Christian. Some people have read... I would say that maybe people, the generation above me who are Christians, would have read a lot of C.S. Lewis. Um, I've only read a couple of things of his. So I don't know much. I can't really comment on The Great Divorce then. Um, but yeah, in other words, we make our own hells and choose to stay there. Um, that's worthy reflecting on, I think. Um, is that just the kind of torment that we almost like you're your own worst enemy? Is that, I guess so. But then, um, if or I, you reap, you almost like you reap what you sow that. Yeah. But then by, would that also be, could that also be translated as like, if I don't believe in heaven, then all I'm left with is a hell and therefore I've made my own hell and I've chosen to stay there from not believing in heaven. Is another reading of that, maybe? Yeah, I guess so. I'm out of stretch. I'm looking for other readings. <laughs> yeah. And and Lucifer is something I'm not very familiar with. Um, I mean, obviously, I understand the, the story of him as a fallen angel. And... Yeah, we spoke about that on one of our episodes before. Yeah, yeah. I, what do you think? Is it is it worth praying for the redemption of fallen angels? Uh, no. No, I don't mm. really... Yeah, I don't really understand that. I don't know. I it, Yeah, I don't really understand. I don't know where that comes from. Uh, but no, I think if you're a fallen angel, I think that's. I think you've made your bed and now you've got to lie in it. Mm. I, mean, I think that's the point. I think by screwing up God's divine plan, I suppose you'd have to, you know, you'd have to live with it, I guess. Mm. I don't know. Harsh. There's lots of... Lots of imagery here uh, that I don't, I'm not really familiar with, but I think it's all really interesting, and it just makes me want to go and read C.S. Lewis a bit more because it is, uh, you know, some good stuff there. But Screw Tape Letters, I'd really recommend. It's just, it's like an interesting read, even if you're not a Christian. It's interesting. It talks a lot about how. The, I suppose the idea is actually that 
um, the de- in some ways the devil's work is done through Christians. That just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're automatically this wonderful person. You know, you're still you're still human. You're still flawed and not without blemish. And you can still make decisions that have consequences for other people. You still do stuff which upsets people. So yeah, it's really interesting. Hmm. Okay, Tiss, I've got one more for you. Nice. Oh, by the way, uh, Tiss, the last one you read was that uh, Andrea Ward. Yeah. Yeah. She uh, also sent a picture of her her drinks, like hot drinks, mug, coffee cup, whatever, that she takes to work. And it has a, a 400 Years of Lies Shakespeare Weird Tales sticker on it, which is always great to see those in the wild. Amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. She's a teacher and she also bought a rub sticker, but she didn't put it on her cup as she intended to because she didn't want us to try and explain to the kids what rubs was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's an unfortunate word to have on your mug if people don't know what's going on. Um, right. <laughs> this is from Samantha Seder. Samantha Seder. Oh, yeah, cool. Got it here. Uh, I live in the Bible Belt of Texas, unfortunately, and I have had a tenuous relationship with religion so now i think that there is a god or a creator entity but i think that it's the same one like all the different religions out there just the different interpretations of the same entity i think that if there was a hell so to speak it would be different for everyone i think that if you didn't believe in a heaven hell dichotomy dichotomy that's <laughs> Ah, dichotomy. What fucking word is that? Sorry, right. Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) I think that if you didn't believe in a heaven and hell dichotomy, that you would simply cease to exist. I think that for everyone else, you sort of die and go to a reception desk with a clerk who asks which religion you followed and then like opening the according door and enter which afterlife you personally believe in. So I think that we are all energy which can neither be created or destroyed, only transferred. So I'd like to believe that my energy would continue to exist. However, I would like to stay on earth, but I would take my energy back in time and live on a planet without humans. I'd love (laughs) to travel through the time periods and see all forms of life on the world as passive observer you did it i did it <laughs> made it creator entity so she talks about a creator entity that's what we were talking about ourselves so it's interesting that that came up after our discussion on that yeah um like that entity can be god as a christian believes it or or a higher being as someone else believes it, or whatever it's just a creator entity so um that is interesting to see that idea coming back Yeah, and I just think it's interesting that there's another mention of other faiths. And obviously, you know, a lot of people following a faith is is completely circumstantial. You know, it depends completely on where they're born, Mm. um, what kind of family they have, what kind of upbringing they had. There's so much that's involved. So if you grew up, yeah, like you said earlier, Bob is a Sikh you know, and you go through your life following Sikh disciplines and beliefs, then it doesn't necessarily make you unworthy of heaven just because you've been born in a particular part of the world where 
the Sikh population is more dense. Like that, yeah. So that's interesting. There's another someone else has also mentioned that. Um, mm. Yeah, like you follow. That's almost what we were saying before. Like if you at least stuck by the faith that you believed in and did good by it, then you're still welcome into whatever form the afterlife may take. Mm. Um, I want to know who sits on the reception desk. Yeah, interesting. Well, that that uh, interesting. That email went really crazy at the end, uh, which I appreciate. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> being on an earth about humans and stuff, but also uh, the talking of uh, an- energy transfer, which really came up on the episode that we did with Rick, the Soul episode, which would have mm. been after this email, but I hadn't read this email fully at that time. So it's interesting that that came up in our discussion as well as yes. as well as in this email. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, and I think they're sort of the main one, the main sort of meaty ones I wanted us to go over, those, mm. those, that selection of messages there. So thanks, everyone, who sent those. And there were a few other short ones, but these are the sort of... And if you sent them, like, thanks so much. Um, but these are the, the sort of main ones I wanted to go over. And they're all really interesting and lots of interesting ideas there and some following a very Christian idea, some following a very non-Christian and then some people somewhere in the middle and still working things out for themselves. But it's really nice to get people through us, through our email and through our contact forum, like airing out their ideas and just almost using it as like a, just a sounding board to get their thoughts and ideas Mm. out there without necessarily leaning on anything concrete, because of course they haven't got concrete answer. None of us do. So I'm glad that we got a chance to sort of put a, a short episode aside and focus on some of these ideas. Absolutely, it's good. I think it's it's helpful that people have this as uh, yeah, like you say, as a springboard, a way into sort of diving into these things a bit deeper. So that's uh, the end of the emails that we're going to go through regarding the uh, responses to those episodes. Um, thanks so much to all of you who got into contact with that stuff. It was really interesting to go through them. Tis, I did just want to ask you, as a, a Bristolian. Yes. Um, so this is an email from do, 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 Daniel. Mm-hmm. I live in Frankfurt, Germany. And from what I could find out, there aren't really any unexplained or weird tales around here to find out about. However, I did live in Bristol, UK uh, from 2000 to 2001. and was intrigued by the old architecture. I'm reading this as if you're going to have an answer to this, sis, but we'll see. Okay. That made it seem like every house was haunted and had an interesting history worth uncovering. And and like many old cities in the UK, Bristol has an interesting history and probably lots of strange, spooky tales. So probably yes. Uh, but I was specifically interested in the Freemasons Hall. Do you know about that, Tis? No. Located on one of the main roads in Bristol. Um, I heard the rumour that there are underground tunnels that connect local pubs and even the university with Freemasons Hall. Um, I also heard that there are old tunnels underneath Bristol that were once used for the slave trade. Do you know if any of this is true? I don't know if any of this is true. No, I had no idea and I didn't think you would either, but I thought I'd ask you on here because you at least live there. I thought the Milton Keynes would have been the one with the secret tunnels underneath it. Why? It's so new. No, because all the underpasses have got doors in them that lead to somewhere. <laughs> and they all link up underground. I, there's uh, secret tunnels and stuff underneath Edinburgh. I know that. Really? Yeah. 
um, all sorts of tunnels and stuff underneath Edinburgh. And the unfortunate history of Bristol and the slave trade is definitely true. That's why they pulled down that statue and dumped it in the river. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> that was earlier this year. It was, it, Bristol was a port, port city, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Uh, do you guys have any interesting tales about his tunnels that you can share? No, because we don't know anything about them. Uh, I'm glad I found your show. You cover interesting subjects uh, and you even managed to make me genuinely laugh out loud. Not easy during these days. Stay safe. Thanks, Daniel. Um, I thought, as soon as I was reading through these emails today, trying to respond to them, I thought I'd just chuck this out on the episode so you could hear it rather than me just respond to you saying, I don't know, but I don't know. <laughs> Unless Beef's holding out on us. Beef, do you know anything about these tunnels? No. No. Okay. Sorry, Daniel. Um, <laughs> so there we go. Um, I think we'll sort of draw it to a close there uh but listener of the mm. week it's gonna be uh samantha Seder, which was the last email that tiss read out for a very important reason on one of those episodes it might have been the heaven and hell one i asked someone to send in a picture of me on the sofa with god playing tony hawks <laughs> not thinking that anyone would and samantha did Amazing. And I am amazed that someone took the time to draw a picture of me on the sofa with God playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Let's see it. Amazing. Who was winning? Have you, oh, Tiss, have you not seen it? Oh, no, I have seen this. No, I haven't seen this. But, oh, Beef, you saw it when we were playing Ticket to Ride. That's when I, got, when I was going through the emails. It's really funny. It really made me laugh. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Why does God look like me if I had a really long beard? <laughs> I like the detail of the uh, the God is wearing a hat that says Hawk on it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Samantha, that thank you so much. I can't believe someone actually sent a pic- that picture. Listen to the Next T-shirt design, possibly. <laughs> and pet of the week. So do you remember last time? This is going to be a choice of yours, guys. Uh, no, not last time. Episode 150. Um, we had someone messaging about Aylesbury. Yes. They were going to be working in Aylesbury. We talked about Aylesbury for a lot. That was Beth. And she said her and her friend were going to be there. And she wanted to nominate her friend's bike as pet of the week. <laughs> okay. Because her friend isn't allowed pets because she's allergic to cats. So I can't remember. I was just off of my head. So if I'm getting this wrong, guys. So... Uh, Beth's friend Jessie, who's also going to Aylesbury, uh, turned her bike into a unicorn. Um, and they were wondering if that counts as being a pet of the week. Um, um, if not, I'm going to nominate um, Beth's cat. She said her cat can't be pet of the week. This is off the top of my head. I can't remember exactly. Her cat couldn't be... Uh... Here we go. Here we go. I can't submit my cat for pet of the week because she hates everyone. But <laughs> Jessie can't have a pet because she's allergic. But I would like to show you her pet substitute, which is her unicorn bicycle, to confirm that she's actually an adult. If anyone is driving through Aylesbury, keep your eyes out for her. So be look out for the unicorn bike. Oh, I will. Now I'm going to put it to you guys. Do we give it to Beth's cat because it's actually a real animal, even though she said the cat doesn't deserve it? Or do we give it to Jessie's substitute pet which opens a whole new can of worms the future pet of the weeks, the unicorn bike. I would say give it to the cat because if you set a precedent for cats who are arseholes can't win, then you kind of narrow the net of what cats can actually win it anyway. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're all a little bit arseholes. So true. Where does your vote lay, Beef? <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, right now my own cat is being an arsehole. 
<laughs> and keeps like trying to bite my toes and it's really annoying. So, yeah. Do you know what? I feel like we should give it to the actual cat just because I think if you can put up with your cat being an asshole, that's true love. Uh, and my vote would have been for the cat as well. So, like Tia <laughs> said, I didn't want to set a precedent with the bike thing. Thanks for sending you a unicorn bike. Mm. Beef, look out for the unicorn bike when they get to Ellsbury. But I will do. Beth, I demand that you contact us for your cat's name so we can give it the proper honorifics. But uh, your your unnamed cat is pet of the week this time round. <laughs> <laughs> unnamed cat pet of the week. <laughs> uh, so yeah, thanks very much. Uh, gonna have to wrap up now. There were a few more emails that we could have gone through, but I think we covered a lot of the uh, like the main points there. And uh, it was really fun to do one of these responses episodes. So if there's a topic in the future which catches everyone's imagination like this, maybe we'll, something we'll do again. Uh, but for now, we're gonna wrap up. I'm going to record the outro stuff separately because I can't bother to go through it now. It's really late. Hey, it's Bob. I'm just going to jump in to give you the outro stuff super quick. Uh, you know we're taking a break now, but if you want to get in contact with us between now and then or anytime, it is through the email directly at unexplainableuk at mail.com or via the website, which is weirdtalesandtheunexplainable.com. And on that website, you can find links to all the other things that are important to the show. Uh, links to the social media accounts, links to the Tee Public store where you can buy merch, links to ways you can support the show monetarily. Um, yeah, contact, all that stuff I've already said. It's all on there. You can also go to bobshoy.com, which is my website, B-O-B-S-H-O-Y. And all those links are on there as well for this show, as well as my other shows I work on as part of the Bob Shoy Podcast Network. So you might like some of those too. And finally, you can support my time researching and editing this show as well as those ones at patreon.com slash bobshoy. And while we're talking about me, why don't you come and say hi to me on Twitter? I'm on Twitter as at Bob Shoy, that's at B-O-B-S-H-O-Y. Finally, the outro music to this episode, when it comes along in a few minutes, uh, is going to be a special remix that Tis did for uh, the band The Young Knives. Uh, their recent single, Sheep Tick, he did a remix for, which they then reposted. And that Young Knives song, Sheep Tick, that's a good song. Uh, we all really like Young Knives and um, that Sheep Tick track, their new track is really bonkers and great. And Tiss's remix of it is really bonkers as well. So you can hear that as the outro to this. Now back to the end of the show. That was the outro stuff. And we will be having, I hope everyone has a nice December, Christmas period, winter, whatever. We'll be back in February. We'll be taking January off and then we'll be back to our fortnightly uh, programming through February and March. Um, I didn't do a revisited with Rick this time. We have got one that we're planning on doing for next time. Maybe if and Tiss will have an episode of our own each and uh, we'll see what else happens. But yeah, fortnightly again in February. Thanks for listening, everyone. And Thank uh, you very much. Thankfully, it's going to be finally the end of 2020. Hooray. So we'll see you in 2021. We'll see you on the other side. Yeah. Love you lots. See ya. Bye-bye. 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 See ya. Bye. Bye-bye. Love you.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 